voice, music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is episode eight. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, hello, sir. And I am Mick Michaels. We welcome you back. How are you, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's another fantastic day outside of Philadelphia. And we're unsure what the future holds. (laughs) So if that's anything like the rest of the nation's experiencing, welcome to our world. That's why we're in space, man. That's why we're, we're in space. Doing. We're looking down and we'll go, ah, when it's all over, we'll come back into atmosphere. Exactly. So somebody just make sure they put out a beacon of hope for us so we can come back. Because uh, <laughs> I think I, there is, a there, like, like that movie, there's that point of no return. We get to that edge of the galaxy and I'm not sure we're going to have enough fuel to get back. So somebody let us know. Just we're gonna be like George Clooney. Just that's right. Off just kind of face, yeah. Like. That's it. Just kind of fading back. Oh my God! Somebody help me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into this exciting thing. We have another question from a fantastic listener. This time, this question comes from Ben, and Ben asks, "Can a band be too much like a business?" Now, I'm assuming. That's kind of based on some of our previous conversations about a band conducting themselves like a business. So, Ben, thank you for that question. We appreciate you listening. That's a really good question. Chris, I'm going to give you the mic. See what you got to say. Well, first of all, thanks, Ben. We appreciate the question. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I I think that, you know, because you and I, we do talk a lot about bands conducting themselves as a business. And it is important to be a business for you know, for whatever you want to accomplish as our first episode states, depending on what your form of or you know, what your version of succeeding is or success, whatever. I do think that bands could sometimes lose that fire in their belly uh, by being a business or, you know, you lose that passion because you spend so much time being a business. I, I, I truly believe there definitely is something to that question. And, and I think that uh, I think that's why a lot of bands uh you know, sometimes just lose their way because they become too business or they become a business and you stop having fun and you stop, you know, you forget about why you started it in the first place. Yeah, I would say that that is definitely a case. When I first read the question, when it came up, I said to myself, well, no, I mean, a business is a business, right? Like if you were running a sanitation company or you were a lawyer or you were, you know, a retail shop or something like that, I mean... If you start cutting corners, if you start shortchanging yourself or start breaking your own rules, you're going to, your business is basically going to fail. It's going to start deteriorating from the inside out, right? Then I thought a little harder on it. See, there's two sides to this. There is the business side, right? And then there's the artistic side. So the artist in me says, well, listen, you got to have some fun with it. There has to be that spontaneity to allow things to organically grow. And sometimes that's where some of the excitement happens. Like, not everything can be planned. And I agree with that. Not everything can be planned. Especially when you're writing music, you're writing lyrics, you know, when you're arranging songs. Sometimes even when you're doing the artwork, if you're a band that does their own artwork or is heavily involved in the artwork that goes into their projects, sometimes stuff happens during mistakes. Sometimes they're they're happy accident, right? 
not them kind of happy accidents. You pay for those. But the other <laughs> ones, the ones that happen like, you know, production magic. Hey, listen, this is a yeah. clean show. This is an all ages show. Your your mind, I see it. I can see it on the yeah. on the monitor. The the home I wasn't going to say anything. I was letting you go. I seen the <laughs> eyebrow go up. I knew where you were going, you guys. I'll tell you. Anyway, there is that right, and so there is a balance. Now, if you talk to the guys in my band, they're going to tell you outright, even in front of me, that they feel that I don't enjoy what I do. And now yeah, they may be right to some degree. I don't know. But the thing is, is there's aspects of it that I enjoy greatly, and then there's aspects of it that I don't like, right? And I think that's true with everybody. The artistic side of this whole thing, I enjoy immensely. I am in my element when I'm doing my thing. Now, everybody's thing is their thing, and you really can't judge people on it. Well, I do it this way, you do it that way. It's not, it's not necessarily the case, but... Like, I enjoy, as tedious as engineering a project is, getting in there, mixing, cleaning tracks up, stuff like that, rearranging, as tedious as it is, sometimes it's frustrating, I enjoy it immensely. It's very rewarding to me. Same thing like with writing a song. So I enjoy that whole creation process. The other stuff, the business end of it, I like, you know, like Hannibal, when the plan comes together, it's great. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. during that process is is very challenging it's frustrating it can be it can be stressful however it's it's in those times that i think that business culture needs to be maintained and there has to be a distinction between the two you know recently everybody knows that you know eddie van halen had passed away if you watched eddie on stage he was one of those guitar players he was smiling all the time he was so relaxed he was in his element he enjoyed wholeheartedly what he did Okay, and I agree with you. There was no two ways about it. How often do the guys in Slayer ever smile? <laughs> exactly. So my point is, when he did his art, it made him very joyful. But then there's stories of how he may have been harder to work with discussing the business end. Because he had right. a way that he wanted things to take shape to be a certain way, he believed in certain things. Some of the things he stuck to his guns, and then, you know, that's why you haven't had a lot of Van Halen stuff over the years, right? You know what I mean? We're, we're right. what you hope. So was there a balance? There has to definitely be a balance. But I also believe that in those challenging aspects, you have to be able to run it like a business. It has to be part of your culture, like we talked about, about being professional. It has to be a culture that starts inside and works its way out. Otherwise... If you don't stick to those rules, things kind of fall apart and then people don't take you seriously and you may miss your mark when it's there. So that's a tough, that, that you know, again, like I said, I, I had pondered on this question for a few days now and I'm, it, it's a very tough question and I think it will depend on the people that you talk to. I've talked to bands and I know you have too that don't want to talk about business at all. They just want to get up there. They want to enjoy, kick back a few beers afterwards, move on to the next gig. But these are also some of the bands or some of the members of a band that don't necessarily take responsibility for a lot of the day-to-day stuff. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, because you had mentioned it once before, there's always that that key player in the band that kind of keeps certain things going. Or uh, roles are split up. Yes. You know, someone may do the booking, Mm -hmm. someone may do the PR, someone may do whatever else it is, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's always the engine. Now, you can't have too many engineers in the band because then nothing gets done. 
right? You have, <laughs> right. You have yeah. to have one cohesive type of thing. And yes, um, or you have that one member who does everything. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that could cause issues too. So, but if you compare it to a business in the corporate world or in the regular business world, a lot of times things are split up, right? Like kind of, you have your chain of command and people have different roles so that everyone is reaching their full potential and the business is succeeding 360 rather than just 180 or, you know, just on one plateau. Cause you'll see that a lot, like, I'll give you an example. I'm not a big sports guy, but football teams, you'll have a good offensive line and a bad defensive line, right? right? Not in a great team that's that's kind of winning championship team. Their offense and defense seem to be at that same level. Man, one may be a little bit more than the other, but they're performing at such a level that they're dominating the other teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think? I also, going back to what you were saying about Eddie Van Halen, I was talking about this with a friend of mine today. And I think that I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. But I, I also, you know, the, the problem with Eddie Van Halen and necessarily the way he did business was because he was so hands on and because he was so critical of the business of what, you know, what he did with Van Halen, you could really look at it and say, because of that, he really didn't give us 100% of Van Halen. Like, there's probably so much music that we haven't heard because of the way he did business. There's so many lost opportunities because of the way he did business. Now, some of that could be ego. Some of it could be his past addiction problems. But I also feel that someone that is that hardcore of business, you know, could keep your fans from something. Because I'm sure there are a lot of great stuff, Van Halen, whether it be with Hagar, whether it be with Roth, whether it be with Sharon, I'm sure there's great stuff that we may never have heard and we may never hear. That's true. That's true. Which brings up another example. If you want to do a comparison, Prince, who also is no longer with us, he had hundreds of albums recorded and just shelved. Right. Be right. Because, of, well, now he did have some problems within the industry and he tried to fight back not only for himself, but for future artists as well. But he also, from things I read and, and from accounts from people that worked with him, he was a perfectionist. It has to be a certain thing. He has to feel a certain way. Now, that's an artistic idea. Some artists are never happy. They're never satisfied. Nothing is ever perfect. But we talked about this when we had James on to not seek perfection. Right. Because perfection technically does not really truly exist in the form that most of us consider it to be. It right. really is a relative thing because what's perfect for you may not necessarily be perfect for me. Right. Yeah, some 100%. People, yeah, yeah. Some people enjoy sunsets. Some people enjoy sunrises. Right. Yep. Yep. Great. You know, yeah, and sure. in the context, both are equally one or the other, but what resonates well with one person may not with another. You are listening to the Cosmic Voice with your hosts Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. Again, I'm still a little hard pressed on this question. I I do believe that maybe too much business, too straight and narrow you lose some of that spontaneity and the magic that happens. But at the same time, I do believe wholeheartedly that you would need to hold on to a level of business in all of your dealings so that you don't lose out, miss out, or especially in this business, taken advantage of. I've always been a firm believer, if you know what you're doing and you do it well, 
Again, you don't have to be the best. We talked about this before. It has nothing to do with being the best. But whatever it is that you do, you do well. Right? Everybody wants to be great. I get that. But greatness is relative, and there's always somebody that's better. More great, right? You may be great, but this guy's the greatest. And I, I'm not a good rhymer, so my Muhammad Ali isn't going to work right now. <laughs> but I'm a firm believer in do what you do and do it good. Good is consistent. Everybody thinks good is just, oh, it's a, it's a half a star, it's one little star. Because we were, we were conditioned in school to believe, well, good is this, but better is always better. Well, that's, right. you know, good, is a- good is average. Yeah, good is average. There ain't nothing wrong with average, right? Hell no. Average keeps you alive. It keeps you out of jail. It keeps you enjoying some of the basic things in life. I don't have a problem with being good. Good means you're consistent. That doesn't mean that you can't peak. And you can't, like, you know, uh, what do you call it, ebbs, ebbs and flows or whatever they call it? Yeah, ebbs and flows, yep. But consistency, I think, is the term, especially in a band, you need consistency. And if you're consistent at it, then you're allotting time or opportunity to enjoy it and have fun with it. And I think that's where the balance would come in. And that's just, a lot of that's based on my experience. Coming from a guy who's so wound up, I'm tighter than a Dixie hat band. There's a saying you don't hear much anymore. But that, that's generally my demeanor because I'm confronted with a lot of obstacles and challenges in the business and I'm constantly working towards it. You know, I like to have fun, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm this and that. So I know what it's like to struggle to balance that. Like we talked before, some people consider me very difficult to work with. However, I have certain standards that I like to meet, not only for myself, but for the people that I work with, because I enjoy trust. Because when trust is there, anything is possible. When that trust is in question, I struggle so bad with it. Because in this business, you're often forced to work with people you're going to question trust issues with. Sometimes you just have no choice. Like, you're playing this gig, you want the gig, it's a good gig, you just don't completely trust that booker or that venue, uh, that stage manager, that owner, the other band that's before you. Like, you know, it, there's just all, there's just that type of thing. So I think you can still have a good time with it, but I do think you need to maintain a level of that consistency of business part of your culture. You know, it's like there's a time and place, right? There's always time for business and there's always time to play and have a great time. Like usually, you know, practice, you know, for me anyway, like practice is, it's get down to business. You know, I'm not going to say we're strict and, you know, we don't have a few laughs and, you know, have a good time, but practice or rehearsal, as you put it, rehearsal. (laughs) Rehearsal. (laughs) You know, you get down to business, man. You get in there, you rock it, and you fix issues or you talk over issues. You talk about things that you want to do, what's next, what is the next step? Is it merch? Is it a show? Is it, you know, let's talk about, uh, you know, we got an email. Hey, this show is going to happen. We need details. Let's talk details. And then at the show is when you have a great time. You still can do business at the show, but you could kind of little be a little more relaxed because really at the show, the most important thing is your performance. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like school, man. You know, you go to school, you sit through all your lessons, and then you have recess. And then after recess is your fun, and then you go back to school, and then you, you finish out your day with business. 
Agree with you 100%. That goes back to, that's that level of professionalism. If you maintain that level of professionalism, which includes a certain amount of business, that means you're on point. You're in that wave, in that current of what you're supposed to be doing. And from there, there's things you can enjoy. You can still work hard and enjoy what you're doing. You have a solid practice. You can joke around, but everybody's still doing their job. There's the difference that if you start joking around, but nothing's getting done, that's where things go off the rails. But you should be able to, if your goal is to achieve whatever it is that you're looking to achieve, and you're working hard at it, there is time, and like you said, time and a place for that enjoyment. And you can work hard and still have a good time. I see it a lot. I mean, you'll see it sometimes with people at the gym. They're working hard, lifting a lot of weights. I'm not talking about the people that are there just gabbing it up, standing there at the lap machine going, hey, how you doing? All right. And then, you know, six hours go by and then they tell themselves off because they they talk themselves into a frenzy, right? They just knocked off six pounds talking. Uh, It's a lot of hot air, more or less, getting out there. But, you know, you, you can lift and you can really pump some serious iron or whatever you guys do. And people are still having a good time. So it's the same thing with the band. I mean, I I think there's a balance. But if you're doing what you're supposed to do, the good time exists already. Whatever, you know, good time or the happy times, the enjoyment times, whatever you want to call it. But I think that's, I think you're absolutely right. And then, you know, the performance, you make the best of it and you have a good time from there. And maybe when the performance is over, you know, again, you still want to, you're still representing your brand, your band. You don't want to necessarily... Here, I'll give you an example. You know, maybe this is not so much of a great example, but when this band first started out, we started doing internet radio interviews, okay? This is going to get me into trouble, but early on, we realized that they were tough interviews to do. A lot of people weren't professional DJs or whatever they're called, so their questions were either not so great or lacking. What are you guys doing? Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're sitting here waiting for you to talk to us. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, one guy yeah. even said to us at one point, anything else you want to say? And James, like a smart ass, goes, yeah, A, B, C, D, E, and he going on and on and on. And the guy didn't say anything. So, and, and they would just let you sit on the air because they had nothing prepared. So we had made a decision to kind of go the other route and go crazy. And it was like a party we call them ball and cock jokes kind of once you get started it's an avalanche right it's just non-stop what i think that it did early on was it discredited our music within about six eight months of doing this i started realizing hey this isn't we, we got to make this is not right i mean though everybody seemed to have a good time dj had a good time wanted us to come back on the people in the chat room everybody's laughing and all i just didn't think it was we were trying to fill a void that wasn't our void to fill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we let the business model that we had started to put together for ourselves fall to the wayside. Just to have a good time, just to worry about somebody else's. So we were being invited back onto shows just to fill people's time because they were getting a kick out of it. You know what I mean? It was like the Dylan Doe show. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. and. Yeah. That wasn't what we wanted representing our band. And that was us doing it. And knowing, like, sometimes I'd get off the air and I was, you know, you felt dirty. Like, I got to go shower, man, brush my teeth or something. This is just not right. Something's like, you know, just not feeling as good as you would hope to have felt after an interview to promote your music. But we found that we weren't promoting the music. 
we were promoting a comedy act that wasn't us on stage because we didn't do that. Right. You know? Right. Now, yep. we do that kind of shtick, the privacy of our own thing. I mean, James and I have been running the same jokes for 30 years now. I mean, you know, my kids are tired of them. They, they heard them enough <laughs> times. So it's like, you got, you know, Dad, you got to come up with something new. I, well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just an, an example. I don't know if it's a perfect example, but it does relate in my opinion to some of this is a band too much like a business well if you let your guard down too much you may be misconstrued things may be not the way you want them to be presented when your idea of a good time may not be somebody else's you know like hey you know maybe my father-in-law shouldn't tune into that show type of thing you know what i mean (laughs) that kind of stuff so you know you're saying some things that you you wouldn't want your wife to hear or nothing denigrating to her or something but like you know just for the sake of the laugh is it worth it i I don't know we're musicians not comedians working in the blue that's a fine line man between two you know being too funny and not being able to sell yourself or get your point across like that that's always a fine line that i find you know with when i hear bands like sometimes they rely too much on being funny and you lose sight of why you're being interviewed right Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and to go, actually, to, to follow up what you're saying on the other end of that, you know, when we do our show, when we do our radio show, we, we're going into an interview. I'll usually, we or I, but I'm speaking for myself, we usually say if we're interviewing a band, we'll go, okay, listen, it's super laid back. Be yourself. Don't worry about it. Is there something you want to make sure you touch on? And, we, you know, we'll get that, whether it's shows or websites or whatever the case may be. And we'll go, you know, we will ask you about this, this, and this. So and, and you let us know what you want to talk about. That way, if there's any comedy or kind of goes off, the, you know, goes off the rails a little bit, we can bring it back because we're all on the same page because it's just how you do business. Right. You just got to right. get on the same page. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with you. I think that 10 years ago, things were still getting rolling. People weren't sure how to go about stuff. Again, some of these people were just fans that wanted to become personalities and they hadn't made that transition or figured it out quite yet. So it was a learning process for us all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. And so sure. I, I get it wholeheartedly. I mean, as a, again, not that I'm like we were a young band in terms of age, but we were a newer band as a unit and we were, right. you know, getting familiar with the digital world and that whole thing. So I get it. I do feel that in the 10 years, you get more artists like yourself hosting shows. So they understand what other artists may be looking for, or how to keep them in check, because some yeah, of us yep. are, because some of us aren't necessarily personalities, right? Right. right? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you know, and you know, you've interviewed some people that are just like, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Been, hey, listen, man, I've been down that road. Yeah. Hey, have you know how was the tour? It was great. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then okay. All right, um, and uh, or, or you know, and you, or you have some guys that are belligerent for whatever yeah. because they think that's a shtick too, and and you, you're yeah. not sure yeah. about the thing, you know. And then I know now, like you know, you got more some guys that are do characters, you know. They'll tell you, well, I'm going to do this character for the interview, and you know, so you know, and I get it, I understand it. Everybody has their thing. I think that the business of internet radio and interviewing other you know artists, indie artists, has gotten way better. So oh, much, for sure. so oh, much for sure. better that, and you'll know this because you'll have you have major acts, major artists Correct. now yep. 
participating in all different levels of internet yes, yes. broadcasting. So that's yep. showing you right off because you know ten years ago guys were like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Now yeah. you got you know you got Jeff Tate doing stuff and you got you know a lot of these guys do and a lot of them have gotten into it themselves. Yeah, for sure. They do, you know, Sammy Hagar does his stuff, and Nikki Six does his stuff, and so on and so forth, right? Everybody forgets that years ago, Diamond Dave was one of those guys doing radio early on. I loved his show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so off the rails. (laughs) And really, too, you know, you and I were talking about Twitch Sister not too long ago. D. Snyder, like, how long did he have that house of hair metal or whatever it was called? He had it for years, and he was great. Oh, yeah. He was always a gem, man. He was, he's... I, I I don't know if you remember the show that he did, Growing Up Twisted. It was, I do. It was short lived. Man, I was yep. like, I I was so bummed that they didn't continue that. I I mean, D was my hero growing up. Yeah, I was a Twisted fan. One of my favorite vocalists back then. I still, he, listen. I I think I'd be afraid to talk to him in real life because he'd belittle me somehow, and I get it. You know what I mean? He'd probably want to beat me up. I'm sure of that. Um, but so I'll I'll love him from afar. It's much safer. But um, uh, you know I'm what I mean? He. He really is the total package. He's having a good time, but it's all business. He's serious about what yeah. he does, man. Oh yeah. my god! Yep. I watched a video yep. of him. He was he was going to kill some guy who was sound checking during a Twisted Sister on the opposite stage. He literally climbed over the fence to the other stage and almost beat the guy up. That's how serious he is. So uh, listen, D, D is a rock god. Yeah. When you talk about rock gods, yeah. D Snyder D. is Snyder. a rock god. Yeah, he's awesome. He is awesome. I don't know. I think the bottom line here is it really depends on the person. It depends on the band. It's ultimately a balance. I mean, if your band is just kind of going in, doing whatever it wants to do, well, then that's the culture. Business is far from its thinking. If business tactics are are so Gestapo-like, I think we can say Gestapo these days. Yeah, I think so. If it's so Gestapo-like and nobody's having a good time, well, that's something that you have to consider, too, because if you're losing members, right. um, you know, I mean, listen, like I said, we've struggled with members over the years. Most people expect to just kind of jump on and it's going to be an easy ride. They don't expect to put in the work. I expect you to put in the work and then we all reap the benefits. It's not just uh, you come in, I continue to put in the work and you reap the benefits type of thing. It's just a balance. Everybody has to put their time in, and because of that, then everybody could also benefit from the good times that are usually associated with a band. Not talking about getting drunk and puking in a bathroom someplace. I'm talking about, you know, being able to travel and seeing different parts of the world and and having experiences. Meeting some of your heroes from back in the day. Some are nice, some aren't. You know, it's just the way it is, but... That opportunity has been created because of running the culture in a way that's, going back to saying, that's consistent. It's consistent. Also, too, brother, you know, bands sometimes lose a lot of guys because the band isn't as serious as it should be. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that works two ways, too. You're saying about being 100% business. Well, sometimes if you're 100% no business, you can lose members too because you may get a guy that's like, now I'm like, I want to take this seriously. Right. And it's right. cool that you guys don't want to, but I do, I'm out. Right. Absolutely. I agree with, I've talked to artists that have had that experience. They left bands. Listen, I, I was in a band that there was no fun. You're not allowed to have any fun at all. 
Can't have it. And it's even for someone like me that's wound like a Dixie hat band, even that's a little bit of a struggle because sometimes I got to just, you know, let off some steam, joke around a little bit. But I have found that if you're enjoying it, things flow a little better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you got to do your best. You know, I mean, there's so much involved in that. There really is. Like I said, that's a that's a deep question. I know I say that quite often, but we've been getting some deep questions lately. And and when I'm thinking on them for several days before we actually get into the the studio here, there's a lot because it's self-reflection. You're saying to myself, well, you're wow, man, am I, you know, because like I said, the first as soon as I read it, I said, well, of course, you, you want to continue operating your business, your bin like a business so you can succeed. You can make these achievements and enjoy those achievements. But see, I think that there's, you know, I, I think they're part of the, the question they, they had continued on was that it would it like you had brought up, would it stagnate the band in, in terms of creativity? Well, yeah, but again, that's another piece to the puzzle. Creativity is one thing, right? That's something that's done in the nucleus of the band. Depending on how you're creating, are you creating for the public solely? Are you trying to make mainstream hits? Well, that could be stressful, and then you are having to follow a formula. There is a business to that formula of making it. If you're yeah, cre- virtually. Yeah, if you're creating, like I know that you and I do, we kind of create what we enjoy what we want to hear what we feel resonates true to us well that's a whole different ball of wax because yes because to me that's part of my business model i cannot create something that i'm not connected to that's not true to me like we talked about this before i'm i don't do thrash or death metal or something like that could i yeah maybe i could probably get away with it with a song or two but i couldn't sustain it because it's not part of who i am and, right, right. You know what I mean? And and again, that has nothing to do with whether I like it or don't like it or I'm putting people... There. It has nothing to do with that. Honestly, I'm not even sure I could play it. My, the way my hands are with the carpal tunnel, I doubt that I could probably... You know what I mean? That's I couldn't do any of that. I, 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 honestly, I nine chords, that's it. Nine. <laughs> but you wouldn't love it. And, you, you know, you wouldn't enjoy doing it. And, and right there, that's, you know, that's that's most of the problem. You know, you gotta you gotta enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely, yeah. And and again, that's uh, you know bringing up Eddie Van Halen as an example. There wasn't a time that you watch him and he's not smiling. I just watched a clip of when he was on Saturday Night Live and he played with the band. Yeah, the whole band. He was as soon as he hit his first note, broke into a smile and didn't take the smile off, which was contagious. Because the whole band is... Well, first of all, they're playing with Eddie Van Halen. This guy's just... Right, 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 right. And, but they... It was just... And I'm watching it, and I'm smiling. Yes. And so he's enjoying that. And that's... I think that's... That's what... Again, that's that core, that creative nucleus that we're talking about. And playing true to yourself. And that could be part of your business model. And there, again, there's nothing wrong with that. Very true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Could be. You're right. It's a great point. You have anything else to add? Speaking about creativity, just real quick, we'll touch on that. I, you know, I don't know about you. I find I'm more creative if I'm relaxed and not stressed out by the business. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, and I perform better if I'm just going in and I don't want to say having a good time because I'm still, I still have a job to do and it still is business right. as usual. But if I'm relaxed and having a good time and we had a few laughs, I am way more creative than being 
you know, just like, oh, you know, just thinking business all the time. I agree with That's you. That's just me. Yeah, That's I, just me. No, I agree with you. When you get into that, what they call the zone or, you know, that you're, you're in that flow, especially when you're writing music or whatever, everything else kind of just kind of dissolves around you. There's oftentimes when we're working on an album project, some of the other stuff we don't do as much. We kind of pull back the reins, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. because we understand that this is the focus now, the the energy, the magic has to happen here. If we're pulled in too many parts or too many directions, or we're creating multiple stress factors, we may lose mm-hmm. out on on something. Now, sometimes that is inevitable. Like when you're when you're planning a tour, like we you know an overseas tour. Oh whatever, yeah, but yeah. There are yeah, yeah. There, there's a number of things happening at the same time, and they're all yes. kind of high level, right? So yeah. that's not the time you should be writing music. Right, agree, right, agree. right. So yeah. that it goes back to what we said. There's a balance, but if you're staying consistent because of your culture, you should be able to to manage this relatively well. Yep, exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, Ben, thank you for a great question. This is going to have me thinking future on this uh, much much longer than uh, than I anticipated. Uh, way past this show because this is something that I may I may consider as I approach new projects and confront new challenges and obstacles because yeah, yeah. Be, because I don't want to be the Gestapo type of band leader but I also don't want to be so loosey goosey that I'm letting things pass by me and I'm like oh you know whatever you know right exactly how, how was the tour it was great. And you got the guys going, all right, a little bit more. They're trying to pull, you know, man overboard. <laughs> so anyway, Ben, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. If you have a question, a topic idea, or something you want us to address, just contact us through our Facebook page at The Cosmic Voice. You can listen to The Cosmic Voice at Spotify, Breaker, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and at thecosmicview.com. Check us out on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.